Podcast Studios. This, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. And a hey now to you. Hello. Welcome to After 9, friends. There are so many different things that we're going to cover in this episode, and they cover a wide variety of topics. We're going to talk a little a little news when we get into the $10 a day child care. Apparently, the whole thing may be ready to get flushed down the toilet mm-hmm. after a semi-successful eight-month run. And we're also going to talk about the McRib, which is now back at McDonald's. We're going to talk about flying and what happens when you're an airline and the government comes in and repos your airplanes. And not that that could necessarily <laughs> happen, but it might happen. And we're also going to talk about aliens because, hey, I don't know at this point. You know, let's go into this right now. It's one of my favorite subjects, to be quite honest with you, especially in the pod. I don't know how much longer we can deny that there's something out there. I don't know if we will ever agree on what it is or how many of them there are or where they're coming from or what they want, but there's something out there. We've all seen enough, either in person or online, to be able to acknowledge something is going on. There are things from elsewhere that move differently than we move, that can get around much faster than we can get around. They're smarter. They're bigger from what we know. Allegedly smarter. Allegedly smarter and allegedly like 10 feet tall. Uh, you know what? Those Reportedly sm- allegedly. So maybe smart in the sense that they've come up with a way to use like, I don't know, maybe they're using hydrogen to, to power their vehicles and they saw all the water here on earth and thought, fucking right, let's go. Maybe that's it. Or maybe they're just smart enough that they've created something that we don't even know about. It's not even about a creation. It's about what's on their planet. Their resources could be completely different than our resources. They may not have some of the resources that we do. See, and, and I distinctly remember, it was what, Back to the Future? Didn't he create <laughs> okay, a, a flux vacuum? capacitor <laughs> that works with garbage? You could just throw like banana peels okay. and eggshells in it. Yeah, and it yeah. was like a compost. I don't know. Maybe the aliens have figured out how to make compost yeah, power Yeah, ship we don't really know. At like 100 million light years per second or something like yeah. that. In any case, story came out today. Uh, it's actually a survey, and they asked people, because aliens are so far on, on our minds these days, If aliens showed up tomorrow and they were not overly friendly about this. They're just coming in and like, who do I speak to? Can I speak to the manager? A bunch of fucking Karens. Yeah, like Karen aliens. I want to speak to the manager. Who would we put forward to talk to them on our behalf? And it is not at all surprising that less than half, only 43%, say they'd be cool with one of the major world leaders negotiating or talking on our behalf. President Biden, Xi Jinping, Vladimir Putin, Emmanuel Macron, King Charles, even Justin Trudeau. Less than half want any of those yahoos dealing with it. Almost the same number of people, 42%, said they themselves would be quite confident and comfortable negotiating with the aliens. And I love that commitment to probably getting your ass kicked. Good for you. <laughs> it probably is. That's too, I, I agree with you. I like the confidence in there, but I, I mean, I've met people. I, I know. Most of them know. We can't even figure out the fucking drive-thru. Can't figure out anything. How are we going to negotiate with the aliens? People in, in general can be very shit communicators, and there's a small few who are good at it. So number one has to be a good communicator for me, and that's going to knock off a ton of those people right there, right then and there. No. 
So who would we put up then? If it's not going to be a world leader, -uh. and it's probably not a good idea for us individually to be negotiating with them, although I wouldn't mind a crack at talking to these fuckers. Look, I know there are listeners, so that's why they message us, because they're listening to us, and obviously they kind of like us in a way. But a lot of our listeners did say that you and I would do a good job, and I tend to agree. I think we would do a fabulous job. Like, hey, do you guys like TikTok? That's fucking Jesse right there. They'd be blown away. I'll solve world peace. Like, well, let's do this together. Either they like me or they hate me, though. That could backfire. Oh. They might hate the voice and be like, that's the source of all the annoyance. <laughs> Let's blow this place up. Maybe they, like, binged for a weekend and they thought, <laughs> fuck this. No more of that chick. <laughs> but, but to answer your question, so for politics, no. I never elected anybody based on whether I thought they would be good to speak with any alien life form. That's not what I fucking signed up for. Hell no. No. But for me, there are some celebrities high up there on my list of people I'd push forward and be like, You, go. Let me see if I can read your mind. I'm going to put out a couple of celebrities before you tell us which celebs you would put up. George Clooney. I think he'd be fine. Um, I think George would be a good ambassador. I don't know. Not no. my first, not, not, not my top five, probably. Really? It's nothing against He's a very handsome guy, and he speaks very eloquently. His um, wife is the smart one in that relationship. I, I wouldn't take them yeah. all over George, to be honest with you. <laughs> yes. Okay. Will Smith has had some encounters, theatrical yeah, encounters yeah, yeah. with the aliens <laughs> and apparently knows how to fly well, one of their ships. And you know what? You slap someone, they might slap back. So in this mm. case, I'm, I'm okay pushing Will forward a little bit. Okay, wouldn't it be hilarious if Will Smith went up to talk to the aliens and they just fucking backhanded <laughs> They're him? like, I saw the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what about pro athlete Travis Kelsey? <gasps> oh, no, no. Or Jason Kelsey, either one of them. Oh, Jason. Jason would probably be great. I need to know the mood of the aliens, because like if the aliens seem like they'd be down for a little party, I'm taking Jason. Sure. Jason could be one of them. I don't think Taylor will let Travis go at this point. What about Tom Brady? I think he Eh, would go. No, no, no. 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 Oh, hell no. Yeah. Why does the rest of the country or the rest of the world not look like you do? (laughs) (laughs) Everybody's all fat, and then you'll see this guy. He eats two eggs a day. That's why. <laughs> two eggs, two and, eggs an and, and an almond. And an Exactly. Jesus. It's like not an ounce of body fat on that guy. <laughs> and a cup of soy milk if he's treating himself. He's the human specimen that'll live to like 300. <laughs> they should study Tom Brady. Okay. Yeah. Who do you think? Which celebrity should go and negotiate on our behalf with the aliens? Easily. Easily. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Wait, with or without Kevin Hart at his side? Oh, well... You know what? I, I'm not opposed to it, but I don't think Kevin Hart would be down. He'd be like hide behind his thigh and be like, fuck no, I'm fuck not you. doing that. He'll kick yeah. your ass. That would be a funny movie, by the yes. way. You just made a really funny movie plot. Uh-huh. Uh, but anyway, then they work, they they would like that, I think. So yeah, Dwayne The Rock Johnson for me. Um, he is, he's a great speaker. I mean, if you follow him on social, sometimes he talks about, you know, his... Uh, his humble beginnings and he's very captivating as as not just as an entertainer but as an individual I think he might catch their attention he's also physically able in case shit goes down to at least handle it for a short while while the rest of us run uh and I oh, <laughs> as fast, <laughs> as, fast as, possible. as possible um and I think that he would actually be up for the challenge so I'm gonna say Dwayne the Rock Johnson is my number one depending if, if the aliens seem a little more on the emotional side and maybe tug at the heartstrings kind of thing, I wouldn't mind like an Oprah Winfrey stepping forward to have a little chat, kind of get to f- get to know them a little bit and do her Oprah Winfrey thing that she does. Those are my top two. Okay. Yeah. Could we get behind, say like a, a Ryan Reynolds? 
Um, his dry sarcasm might not work well with the aliens. It just depends. I think that what we have to do is create like a lineup depending on how the aliens react. If they don't react well to like Dwayne Johnson, uh, and maybe they're too intimidated. So then, then maybe that's where we have to bring in someone who's less intimidated, intimidating looking like Ryan Reynolds. Maybe, maybe they have a sense of humor. I don't know, but his wit could rub them the wrong way. You just never know. Do you think they appreciate or think it's completely preposterous Space Jam? I'm wondering if we could send LeBron or Michael Jordan. Oh, yeah. LeBron's not bad. LeBron's not bad. I don't know. He'd probably bring Bronny, though. That's a fucking pain in the ass. Oh, shit. Yeah, Yeah, that's we don't true. need that shit. Take my son. <laughs> He'll play for you. <laughs> you want to draft my kid? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure about LeBron. I'm not sure about LeBron now. I'm not in. I'm not in. It's uh, just for fun. They asked people... Hey, what's the status here? 37% believe that aliens are already here. Now, that's a compelling number because it wasn't that long ago that if you believed aliens were real, let alone that they were walking around on Earth around us, you were a tinfoil wearing hat, conspiracy theorist, psycho, and they may even have institutionalized you. Yeah, that's true. Now, almost four in 10 are saying, yeah, they're real. Yeah, they're here. Almost four out of ten. That's a very compelling number. And you know what, Scott? It's almost like a personality quiz for a lot of people in the dating field, I find, too. I have a... <laughs> she's a little different. But I have a friend who, when she dates someone, she'll ask... She has, like, a, a set of questions that she asks, and one of them is about aliens. And if that guy answers her that he doesn't believe aliens exist and he thinks the whole thing's stupid, she's done with him. Really? That's how... Yes. It is a good intelligence it, test. I mean, it's a, at least a personality test. I don't know about intelligence, but a personality test nonetheless. Okay. Uh, 22% say they are unsure. 41% do not think that there are aliens among us. However, overall, way more than half do believe aliens are out there. Yeah. Just not necessarily here. Are they here? Do you think they're here? Um, I don't know. There's people who believe that the, the people running the world are aliens. That's right. Yes, I've heard that before. Between Elon Musk, there's been Donald Trump talk, and I mean, Joe you Biden. name it, Joe Biden, a Hillary. lot of people. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. I don't buy into that. No, but could they physically be here? The world is huge. The world is massive, and there's some land that's not taken up. They probably have the technology to be able to figure that out, and it's possible that they built a home somewhere on the planet we don't even know yet. I don't know though. NATO's always on that shit, so maybe not. I think if the government does know, they're not telling us intentionally. Well, they don't tell us shit. They already don't tell us things. You know that they don't. They hid things from us for years. For years. And then they finally let us know not long ago, but a few of them. Don't they owe people an apology, though? Like, it was yes. them that shamed people into yes. thinking that they were crazy for all those years when they knew full well. It's not a weather balloon. That's an alien yes. spacecraft. They, they play the game, though. They're, politi- they're politicians as well. That's what they do. So if they can blame it on the last government that was in power, they will. And they do. Hmm. But yes, they knew about it. It's fucked up. And they do. we do deserve an apology. Cat, we get ripped off in Canada a lot. A lot. Today is National Croissant Day. So in America, Burger King, whose breakfast sandwiches come on a croissant-ish. It's not really a croissant. It's, I don't know what it is. It's croissant-shaped, but it's a little weird. In any case, if you are a member of the BK Royal Rewards and you have the Burger King app, you can get a Burger King breakfast sandwich today on a croissant for one cent. One, one penny? penny. We don't even have one of them anymore. It's true. <laughs> we don't. Got rid of them. That was another great decision by Stephen Harper. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it's funny. People will remember Trudeau as the guy who brought in pot. They will remember Harper as the one who got rid of the penny. Yeah. Everybody's got their own trivial little thing for them. Uh, in any case, the, uh, uh, where was I going with this? Oh, I was going to talk about McDonald's. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. and the croissant. Yeah. So the croissant thing is happening. Fine. We get ripped off. It's two for six somewhere though. Yeah. In Canada, you get two of them for $6. They're $3 each. Yeah. It's a penny in America. Why are we paying $3 each and you need to buy two of them? Their fast food deals are silly, aren't they? Like oh, crazy compared to ours. So good. But today there will be many people heading to McDonald's because after 10 years, the McRib has returned to Canadian menus. It's here. This is what happens when people stand their ground. You get shit you want. Hey, apparently there was a lot of people, myself included, that really wanted the McRib to come back. McDonald's bowed to the pressure. And and I am going to have a McRib today. 100% I'm Great. doing it. Great. Um, I, I miss that tangy barbecue sauce. Pickles and onions together on that sauce. Amazing. The pork itself? <laughs> It's good enough. Okay, so I'm, and you know what? I got to say, McDonald's is one of those companies. That you, there's a lot of companies out there that'll ask questions and ask their customers what they want, and they don't listen. But in this case, they did. And you might remember when they put out a tweet. It, all it took was a tweet, and yes, at the time it was Twitter, so I'm safe to say tweet, about what would you like to see come back? And there were two at the top. One was the McPizza. Sorry, dream's not alive yet. The other was McRib, and they did listen. They listened to what their customers wanted to see. And this kind of does go hand-in-hand hand with a lot of places doing those retro-style uh, comebacks, like Tim Hortons with the with the retro donuts that they're bringing back. And by all means, at least I'm seeing it all over social, which is free advertising for them. But people are talking about, oh, fuck, I tried a Dutchie. Oh, man, it's been a year since I had the twist thing. Like, great. So if it works, it works. And I think the McRib will work. How long it stays is a question, I guess. Yeah, this is like the pokeroo of sandwiches. It comes back, and then it disappears. Comes back, and oh, just missed it. It's frustrating, but... But uh, for those who do like it, great, it's available today. My question is, why do they take these things away? If the duchy was that popular that this many people right now are enjoying it, why did they ever take it off the menu? Why is the McRib not available all the time? You can see it whenever McDonald's asks yeah. about retro stuff, how many people want the goddamn pizza back? Why have they not brought back the pizza? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't know. I'm sure that there's that's a business decision. I have no doubt about it because if it was just about money and ease, it, they would. But for them, it does take extra money to do the pizza. Apparently, they do have pizza ovens. I was like joking on the show earlier today when we were doing the Scott and Cacho. Um, I was saying, oh, there's no way there's a pizza oven. It's like a microwave. But apparently, some locations actually had a pizza oven for the McPizzas in once upon a time. So for them to actually put that in place in McDonald's, that's uh, like huge cost-wise. Is it worth it for them? So I'm sure it's one of those things that they looked at. What do we bring back? What's going to cost more money or less money? Because it all does cost money as a business, right? And same for Tim Hortons with the donuts. There's a different way to do things. And if, God, they're selling a shit ton of Boston cream still and the jelly filled and the, I don't know, whatever's popular for them. And they're seeing nobody buying these retros. They're going to pull them off the shelves and it's going to be a while till you see them come back again. So the answer is buy the shit and they'll keep it because people kind of took advantage of it in the moment and didn't buy it. As I recall, and I was quite young at the time that McPizza was available. I do remember seeing the ovens and I think it worked very similar to how the bagel machine, the toaster there works ah, at, at Tim's. Okay. It was like a roller. <laughs> they just put it in and... Bam, it just came out real quick and it was hot as fucking lava. Really hot. Like that cheese was bubbling after like 30 seconds in this oven. It was wild. Maybe too many staff members were burning themselves. It could have been that, but there was also a shit ton of cheese. Like, do you remember how much cheese was on this thing? Mm -hmm. My sister, I like, met this memory. It's one of those memories that just lives in my brain forever. I'll never be able to not see it in my mind. But I remember my parents took us to McDonald's and 
my sister got the McPizza and nearly choked to death on the cheese right there in the middle of the restaurant. Like, like had to pull strings of cheese from out of her throat. Oh, my God. Yeah. I what a know. horrible way to go. Uh, it if would that be. had been the end. Honestly, wow. nobody wants that. So I wonder if that has anything. To, I'm not saying that it does, but I wonder if that has anything to do with it, too. There were some issues still surrounding the pizza. If something had to go to make room in the kitchen at McDonald's to bring back the pizza, what would we get rid of? Because my first instinct is get rid of the fucking ice cream machine. It never works anyway. That's where you put the oh, pizza. Oh, shit. See, I was going to say the McFish. Get that out of here. Is that a special thing that they used to cook that? Cook it. Uh, oh, uh, like resource-wise? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. They're, they're all deep-fried, right? They're all deep-fried. Whatever they're using to make those stupid donuts that nobody likes, get rid of those and put in the big McPizza oven. You know, people look at uh, It's usually the other way around. I mean, you talked about it. We're usually looking at the states longingly, like, oh, fuck, you guys got this and that. You know they don't have a lot of these McCafes in the U.S. McDonald's chains, eh? That's McCafe. because they're horrible at making coffee in the U- U.S. Oh, okay. But maybe that has to do with it. But even the display cases with those mini donuts that you're talking about and all the other shit... There's people I've saw I've seen a lot of TikToks like guys I'm I'm visiting Canada or I'm in Niagara Falls holy shit they've got a Mick Cafe ooh look at these muffins and shit I'm like they don't have that everywhere I didn't know that I didn't know that either are they actually baking muffins there I or is know. these just like they come in off the back of a truck they and we might. warm them up a yeah, bit yeah they might they might come in off the back of a truck because I'm tr- I'm trying to picture McDonald's they have a lot of other shit to do yeah. I don't imagine they have room for it Tim Hortons is one thing that's what their baked goods is one of their staples. Uh, not necessarily for McDonald's, so I don't assume. But hey, if you work at either places and you and you care to text us, one eight three three nine one five show is our text line. Go for it. While we're talking pizza, there is a company in America. They're called Hormel Foods, and they own the brand Holy Guacamole. Yes, W H O L L Y. You're familiar with this? I have this? it in my fridge right now. What is holy guacamole? Holy guacamole is basically like small sizes, portion controlled sizes of avocado ready to eat. Uh, avocado is finicky. You know, anyone who eats avocado, you know, you guys know, sometimes you, you slice into it and holy fuck, it's brown already. I just bought it the other day or it's too ripe and you're like, ah, shit, it's too late. And there's lots of tips and tricks out there. So don't at me with those. I get it. I've seen them all, seen all the hacks and, and things like that. But for me, it's a lot easier as much as I hate the plastic components and the extras it's uh i make sure that i don't waste food that way so basically you open this packet and it's single serving size of avocado and with that you can make a guac i don't know if i'd recommend it i prefer fresh like avocados chopped but you can make all kinds of things with it but it's avocado in a package well holy guacamole here really wants to get a a a, a stronger footprint in the guac market so they did a little research and they say with super bowl now less than two weeks away 74% would go for some guac if they saw it Mm -hmm. wherever they were watching the Super Bowl. 91% would grab a slice of za if there was a pizza at the Super Bowl event that they're at. However, only 17% have tried guac on their pizza. Hmm. I've never had guac on my pizza. Neither have I. Never thought about it until now. But at the same time, if you think about it, there are some people who will do their own, like, I mean, there's avocado toast, which is not the same as like guac on toast, but some people do that. And if they add cheese to it, eh, it's kind of similar in a way, in a way. So I get it. They created guacifypizza.com. 250 fans in San Francisco and Kansas City are going to win free pizza and guacamole for Super Bowl Sunday. What I'm trying to understand is, am I just scooping some guac and dropping it on a slice? Am I dipping it? Or are we taking the the marinara sauce right off the pizza and replacing it with guac? You know how some places will do that with like barbecue sauce instead of sauce? Oh, you could do that. 
You have to make it fresh, though. Like, I don't think you're putting that in the oven. You're not putting the guac in the oven. Really? Oh, no. What happens to guac in the oven? That's a great question. That's a gr- I don't <laughs> Has know. Has anyone ever tried it? I don't know the answer to that question. However, I don't think it would be as good. Like, I like it a little cool. So I'd actually prefer, like, the hot pizza with the guac on top or... Um, yeah, I don't know. Like an avocado toast, it's kind of similar, isn't it? I don't know. The company behind a global recall of sleep apnea machines says they're going to stop selling the devices in the U.S. Philips recalled more than 5 million sleep apnea machines due to the risk that their internal foam can break down over time, leading users to inhale tiny particles and fumes while they're sleeping. The latest announcement does not resolve the 675 personal injury lawsuits filed against Phillips in America. They say they are facing similar legal challenges in Canada, Australia, Israel, and Chile. Um, so this is a big problem. That's a huge problem. Yes. And that's a lot. I, I, Philips, I guess, was one of the leading brands. I learned a little bit about sleep apnea machines today. We were talking about this because we had people texting. And thank you for your insight. Always. Um that Philips is, yeah, absolutely a leading brand, but thankfully there are lots of other brands. That said, though, it doesn't that doesn't make you sleep peacefully, speaking of which, when you hear that you could have been ingesting particles and things that you're not supposed to ingest in your body while you're sleeping and trusting this device, by the way. Um, sleep apnea is like trouble breathing in your sleep, right? Or it helps you to breathe in your sleep. It's for those who have trouble breathing. As I understand it, once you're diagnosed with sleep apnea, especially if it's um, breathing induced and yeah. things like that, this allows you to breathe more freely, which then allows you to get a more peaceful sleep. Yes, which all, we all need a more peaceful sleep. And then someone did point out that uh, the ones made by ResMed are also very popular. And those, by all means, don't have any ooh, particles that people know of, in case you're curious. I learned a lot. These are the machines like that make the Darth Vader sound when, when someone's sleeping. The is, is it still, though? Like, or have they gotten better technology-wise? I would assume that there's some that are a little quieter than that now. No? I don't right. know. I should have asked follow-up from people who text us today. I was on a trip once, and I had to share a room with somebody, and they had one of those sleep machines. Yeah. And while it may have done wonders for their sleep, it ruined mine. <laughs> Because it was so freaking loud. Uh, Along the same vein, maybe a little bit of drama in store at the airport. New court documents show Flair Airlines owes the feds $67.2 million in unpaid taxes, prompting Uh the CRA to go get a court order for the seizure and sale of Flair property. The taxes are related to import duties on 20 Boeing 737 MAX planes that make up Flair's fleet. Flair's CEO, Stephen Jones, says the company already has a payment plan worked out with the CRA and the payments are up to date. He also said the CRA's court order has no impact on their operations. So if you have a Flair flight booked right now, let's say, um, should you be worried about that? Uh, like, because I might. Good question. Okay. I. But he says they're all up to date on payments and blah, blah, and it won't impact. So we just got to trust that? Well, I, I think probably as I parse through the, the hyperbole of this article and some of the comments online, I think really what's happened here is this is an unpaid duty. You've got to pay. Well, we all know how it works. You bring something over the border. Mm-hmm. If you import a vehicle here, you've got to pay the taxes on that vehicle to bring it into Canada. I believe that that's what this is. Now, the CRA going to get a court order allowing for them to seize and sell Flair's assets. I get the impression that that's really just a fallback, i.e. if Flair screws up or misses payments and things like that, mm-hmm. the CRA already has the order. They can go in and seize something. Now, the thing is, 
A 737 Max costs far more than $67.2 million, hmm. and you can't sell part of an airplane. So I'm wondering, would they even seize an airplane, or would they seize, like, I don't know, what do airlines own? Like, uh, we're going to take your yeah. office. We're going to take your house. Yeah, we're going to take uh, <laughs> fuck the, those metal uh, things where you check to see if your carry-on's yeah. too big. They could have supplies we don't know about. Like, expensive ones, not, like, pens and shit. <laughs> I mean, like... Uh, aircraft related. I don't know. Maybe they actually rent out spaces and they'd have to give those up. I don't know. Well, that would make sense to me if what the CEO is saying is true, that this will have no impact on their operation. But it's still a little unsettling. You hear that and you know you've got a flare flight booked and you're you're yeah. worried. Hey, great, I made it to Cancun, but they fucking took the plane. <laughs> well, <laughs> How am I getting, getting back? Well, that's not the worst. The worst is when you can't get there. I'm okay being stuck somewhere nice. <laughs> just well, get me there true at least too. there's certain right yeah. oh no I can't yeah. boss I got no plane <laughs> no they'll make I mean they'll make it up to those customers but it's, it's just might not be easy right here's the reason that oh I'm sure they will if that were to happen but so yeah. far again no impact to operations I did put a note out to Flair's CEO to ask him if he wanted to come on the pod and explain in his own words what's happening so I did get a reply just so you know they are trying to coordinate his schedule with ours. So there's a possibility later on this week he might be on. Mm-hmm. One thing I would say, though, is I hope the CRA isn't serious about this. Yeah, I get it. They owe you money. Yeah, them and a million other fucking Canadians owe you guys money. Let's calm down yeah. here. We don't want to screw an entire airline that's employing thousands of pilots and flight attendants yes. and ground crew. Especially at the smaller airports, which is what we want. Exactly. We need more flying options. Yes. And we need more low-cost carriers. And, and well, Flair, I find not quite as cheap as they say. Um, With the add-ons, yeah. It's the add-ons. It's the add-ons, Like, did you seriously think I was going to go away for a week and not even take a carry-on? Get the hell out of here. There's certain things I think they should at least build into the price. However, I... um, uh, I hope that this doesn't interfere with their operations because we need more low-cost airlines, especially when we just lost Sunwing and and Swoop got uh, swooped up. Swoop got swooped up. By WestJet. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, we're going to talk 10 day, 10 day a day, 10, why the fuck can I not talk? It's fine. $10 a day childcare coming up in a second. And we're also going to talk a little bit about maid, not, uh, someone who might clean your home or a hotel medical assistance in dying. Cause there was a huge development on that. First off, I want to play something for you. And then I'm going to ask the question that I ask fairly often. What the hell is going on? Last night, the prime minister was in Ottawa and he was coming out of an event And he was confronted by protesters. And that's fine. He gets confronted by protesters everywhere he goes. Part of the gig. What I don't understand is how protesters can get that close to the prime minister to the point where his security was scrambling to throw him in the car and get him out of there. Listen to this. Shame, shame, Trudeau. Shame, shame, Trudeau. Shame, shame, Trudeau. Shame on you. Shame on you! Shame on you! Shame on you! Shame on you! So right now, they're just standing there yelling, and the Prime Minister has noticed that his car is there. By the way, 
Typically, the, the prime minister or any world leader has a designated vehicle that's, I don't know, the U.S. one, for example. The U.S. president has the, the beast, right? Yeah. This thing can run on flat tires. It's bulletproof, bombproof. It's even got vials of the president's blood in there in case there's a catastrophic event and they've got to give him a transfusion. That thing's amazing. Trudeau typically rolls around in like a Yukon or something like that, a big SUV, which I have to assume was probably specially designed with some security features for the prime minister. Yeah. In this case, he's getting into like a, it looks like a Toyota Matrix. I, I don't understand why he's driving around in just a regular family sedan. What, what is this thing, a Ford Edge? That Where he's was he? Into? He was in Ottawa. That's odd. Really That's odd. Ottawa. When he's in Toronto, he's got a 20-car motorcade. That's weird. Anyway, here's more of the video because now's when they start to get really out of hand. Shame on you! 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 Get out of here! So he takes off down the road. But for whatever reason, maybe to pick up the security that he just ditched back there with the protesters, they pulled off to the side of the road not far away. The protesters realized, oh shit, he stopped and started running. Now they're swarming the vehicle. Security is pushing people off the car. Hey, listen, I don't like the guy very much either, but we have to have some basic security protocols for our leader. We can't have this shit going on. Who's in charge of protecting the prime minister? Because it doesn't look like they're doing a very good job here. That's a little scary. Yeah. Really scary. Anyway, uh, yes, you certainly have a right to protest. You don't have a right to throw yourself on top of his car as he's driving away. Mm-hmm. Not safe at all. Uh, yesterday, the federal government announced they were reversing course. They now say Canada is not going to expand eligibility for medical assistance in dying. Made. There were calls to expand made. To include those whose only medical condition is mental illness. A joint parliamentary committee, this is conservatives, liberals, New Democrats, and maybe even uh, Bloc and Green members, they, after studying the issue, concluded, not yet, we need more time before we can consider expanding that eligibility. So they were going to expand it for those suffering from mental health issues. I did not know that. Yeah, that was the proposal. It was the parliamentary committee. If the parliamentary committee had signed off on this, This would be going to the House this year, where we would actually allow someone to commit suicide legally when their only condition is mental illness. Yeah, and they're not suffering from uh, a disease that that will inevitably kill them, which is what it really was initially meant for. That's right. If somebody's got a made, for those who don't know, was created for those who have a, a disease or illness that will end their life. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And because they would be suffering in the latter years or weeks, months of their life, made was made available in that they could get a doctor-assisted suicide. Uh, The doctor could prescribe whatever it is they prescribe. The person would go to sleep and never wake up. They say it's a more dignified way to go than, I don't know, suffering through any of the conditions that may be approved. Being in pain, not knowing what's happening, and even for loved ones, right? It's also for loved ones. But this, I mean... We all know you can get a doctor to write a note for just about anything. Pay them the money Mm -hmm. and they'll write a note for just about anything. Could someone who is dealing with mental health issues seriously go to the doctor and say, yeah, I want want made, I I just want to end it all. And a doctor would sign off on that? I think that is a scary proposition and likely why this parliamentary committee said, no, 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 not yet. Yeah, 
Because, I mean, there are people who have, I mean, lots of people suffer from uh, different mental illnesses. And there are, I mean, I understand the frustration with not being able to get into places that could help. And I think that's where our biggest issue lies. That's where we need to put the money. It's not necessarily this. Let's make sure there's enough resources. Because from what I can hear and tell, we're still lacking a lot of resources for people going through those things. We certainly are. You know? I mean... And there's other ways that we can try. There's people who have come out of the other side of this. And sure, they still have struggles every single day. But they're very open to say, like, this helped me um, and it can help someone else. So I'm sure... I I would love to hear what someone who suffered from uh, a mental illness so bad that they would have considered this at one point... But, but um, worked really hard as they could to get out of that, how, what they are thinking. I would love to know that. Have we considered all the options that are available for treating people with mental health issues? And the reason I ask that is because I have heard a shit ton of anecdotal evidence from people who are suffering that say, um, I forget what the word is for it, magic mushrooms. You know what psilocybin? I'm talking about? Psilocybin yeah. is quite effective yeah. in a lot of cases for everything from depression to PTSD. Yes, yes. And, and that's why there's a big push to either legalize them yeah. or at least allow micro dosing so that people can take advantage of yeah. that as a treatment option. And I don't know if we're any closer to getting yeah. a, a legalization or a medical authorization for yeah, that. Yeah, there's a lot of people pushing for it and for good reason because it has worked in other areas of the world and even here, but not legally. So why don't we look into that? If we can help save lives, I don't understand it myself. Post-secondary institutions in Canada are soon going to be able to apply for low-interest loans to build housing. The federal housing minister announced yesterday that the Apartment Construction Loan Program is getting $15 million more dollars, so it'll be $40 billion in total that's available. He says, as of this fall... Universities, colleges, nonprofits, and private developers will be eligible for low-cost financing to build student residences on and off campus. I love the way all this is unfolding. So we didn't have a problem. And then a whole bunch of international students came in and the schools got basically addicted to charging them sick amounts of money for a degree, even though domestic students don't pay anywhere close to that. Then the government realized, wow, we got a big immigration problem here and Mm -hmm. people are pretty pissed off at us. So then they cut back the number of international students. And and rather than have concern over the degrees or the future of higher education, the school's only concern is, well, shit, where are we going to get money now? How are we going to make that money back? Yeah. So now what the conservatives have proposed, for those who aren't following it, is something that I think is very common sense. If you want to offer a spot at your school to an international student, you have to have a bed available for them. You can't say, sure, come here from, uh, I don't know, Syria. And don't give a shit where you stay. That's not our problem. You're totally on your own. As long as you pay your tuition bill, we don't give a shit what you do. No, they've got to have a spot available for them. And if the person doesn't want to live in res, that's fine. A lot of schools have a policy that for year one, you must live in res. There's different ways we can do it, but there has to be a bed available. Would this make res less accessible to domestic students? In some cases, but there's some people who are in res just because they don't want to live with their parents or their parents don't want them living with them. So, you know, they might get a little displaced in all this. But either way, doesn't that make sense? Mm -hmm. We can't bring you here to. Yes, it makes total sense. It's it's obvious. It's obvious. How did nobody think of this before January 29th, 2024? Because money blinds people. I think so. But these people are in charge of educating the rest of us. Yeah, that's the sad part. (laughs) How did they not think of that? It's the saddest part. Well, it looks like they're going to get started soon. I have no idea how long it takes to build a res, but I'm going to assume that it would either be similar to an apartment building or similar to a hotel. 
And if you think about it, I've seen them build a fucking Holiday Inn in like yeah. three weeks. I, I they think can get that moving. If, yeah. yeah. And if there's money available, I just hope this is a loan. There is no way our tax dollars should be going to universities to build real estate that they're eventually going to profit greatly off of. No. But if it's a loan, I'm totally okay with that just to get them done. And if a school can build a res that holds 4,000 people, okay, great. Now you can invite 4,000 more international students, but not until there's a place for them to stay when they're here. Mm. You at least have to make it an option. Uh, Leon's, speaking of homes, I yeah. had no idea that Leon's owns so much property. You know the furniture company? Yeah. They're moving forward with plans to build thousands of residential units on land they own in North York. Interesting. They have received rezoning approval that paves way for them to build. Get this, 4,000 residential units on a 40-acre plot of land that currently houses its corporate headquarters near the 401 and the 400. The mixed-use development will include townhouses, mid- and high-rise buildings, and community spaces, according to the company. How did we not know that there's... Leon's is part of the solution here. 4,000 new homes. Seems great. That is pretty incredible. Now, what other uh, furniture uh, giants uh, are sitting on real estate well, that we didn't know about? But that don't, doesn't it, okay, is Leon's the Canadian one? There's, I believe There's a couple so. that are just strictly Canadian owned. I know some are. The Brick is Canadian. The Brick is Canadian for sure. Leon's maybe. Leon's I, don't know. I think is. Uh, nonetheless, that's, I mean, that's good news for, I suppose, right? But is this their first venture into it? I believe so. Interesting. How did they get 40 acres of land at the 401 and 400 that nobody once thought, huh, it's a big area of land there. We could build a lot of houses there. Maybe they did. They're just sitting on it for the right time, I guess. I don't know. Hey, I mean, if there's other companies <laughs> out there that are sitting on a bunch of land and aren't sure what to do with it, we need some Now's houses Now's the built. time. Now's the time. By the way, we gotta, now we got to contact someone at Leon's. Now I'm curious about that one. Do you think if you buy the house, they'll furnish it for you? Well, I It'll don't. be part of the price? You absolutely know how this works. When you buy a new build, when you get a new build home, it takes me back to the, when I did, you do receive all kinds of offers. And maybe it's a deal that they do have with a company like The Brick or Leon's. Maybe it's, uh, oh, appliances. That's another huge one, right? You'll get a deal for these things to get put in your home. I have no doubt in my mind they're going to be the go-to. Like, you can go ahead and do your own thing, but you get 20% off as VIP you know, for you, because you are moving into this home. No right. doubt. Why would they not? Do you make the rent check out to Leon's or do you have to go to the store I and go don't. to the customer <laughs> service? Or what do you do? Fuck. I don't know. Can I say, though, Leon's, Leon's does it right when it comes to, I've talked about this before when I was, we were doing a little bit of furniture shopping at my place. Leon's has a full-blown kids play place in there. Do it? The one in Kitchener does. And I was like, fucking right. The kids didn't even want to leave the furniture store. As a kid, I hated furniture stores. They loved it. Brilliant move. And uh, the couple do it. Tepperman's has like a whole kids section too. Anyway, brilliant. Great job to the furniture stores making it, making families be able to go there. Here's a topic that I think would be near and dear to most people's hearts. Kids, daycare, childcare. $10 a day childcare is something that was talked about in Canada. Briefly implemented in parts of Canada and now it may be on the ropes. Yesterday, Finance Minister Christian Freeland says Ottawa is committed to making $10 a day childcare work, but she would not open the door to more funding for the program. The problem here is that some childcare operators in Ontario and Alberta are warning they may have to withdraw from the program or be forced to close altogether. 
if they don't get more operating funds. The federal minister in charge says operators should now be looking to the province if they need more funding because the feds are not giving out more. Oh, boy. This was a federal promise. This was a federal mm-hmm. thing. $10 a day childcare is something that Justin Trudeau ran on, maybe even won because of that, because yeah. so many parents were paying so much in childcare. Yeah. I mean, I, I was one of the lucky people that I got to take advantage of that toward the end of my youngest being in daycare. But I remember at the time it being a really hard time for the childcare workers to try to figure this out. Like you say $10 a day childcare, I bet you it gives some people already some PTSD from the initial stages of it, let alone what's happening right now. It's so hard to get into. And then the centers are having trouble with it. I can only imagine because I heard horror stories at the time that I brought my kids into, into different daycare centers. So I feel for them. And I also feel for the parents. It's hard because you want to put your kid in daycare and in, in childcare, and you can't because it's also overrun with wait lists after wait lists because of it. But now you're saying, and rightfully so, I understand why, that they can't even keep up with it. Right. As I understand it, the $10 a day thing is I thought that the plan here was that if a, a daycare needs to have, say, 100 kids and they need to charge each one of them uh, 50 bucks a day, parents will pay $10, government will pay $40. And while I never actually liked that model, so many people liked it, and I I guess there's people who take advantage of it, but I also know there's people who take advantage of it. There's a lot of people who don't necessarily need childcare, that just don't really want to hang out with their kid all day. There's a lot of people Mm -hmm. out there who certainly have the means to pay for childcare, but if it's $10 a day through the government... Why would I go somewhere else and pay 50, 60, 70 bucks a day? That's taking up spots from people who truly need it. And the government never tied need to this program. Nope. And, and they don't tie, by the way, they don't tie need to any of their, anything that they do, including the handouts from COVID, including all of the other things that they did. They never tied it to need. They just handed it out without I, asking questions about how much you made. Didn't matter. You can make $22,000 or $200,000 and you're still getting this money. It's never made sense. I totally agree with you. And I think we really need to get back to doing that because right now we're spending way too much money. Now, if childcare operators say they're in danger of having to close, I assume that means they're not making money like they thought they would or they just uh, are out of money. And they're having trouble employing people too. I mean, that's a whole other issue that they have altogether. It's what? very hard to keep people there. Why is that, though? I thought that if you were someone who, who as a vocation, wanted to work with young children, this would be ideal. If you're an educator, if you're someone who just likes kids, I thought that working in a child care center would be a great place to work. Yeah, and I mean, for, by all means, that is the case for people. But I've heard all kinds of different stories about about it. Obviously, there's people who leave because they decide to go to the school boards, and that makes, uh, you know, to do the Alder Kindergarten and employs one ECE per classroom, I believe it is. Um, some places it might be two, depending on the size. So, of course, there's some people that feel that there's more job security in that. So they will jump ship and go there. There's also, I mean, and then reunionized and all the other all the other things. Um, and then, I mean, it's also sometimes it's the centers themselves, depending on what they are. Um, sometimes they don't have the same beliefs you do. Right. Right. And I've seen that. I've seen people leave for that exact reason. They don't they don't share the same beliefs you do about how uh, this child's care center should be run. And you're basically your mission statement, essentially, mm. that can change as well. So for these child care operators that we're not even really a year into this, not in Ontario anyway. I mean, it hasn't been that long that we've had true $10 a day child care for those who actually are getting it. 
did they just not understand the deal they were offered? Did they not do the math on how much they would need to bring in? Or did they just get caught up in a whim? Like, ooh, everybody's going to want $10 a day childcare. I better go with this because I won't be able to survive charging 50 or 60 bucks an hour yeah. to these kids. I, oh. I don't understand how we ended up in this situation this quickly. Surely, when Trudeau phoned Ford and said, we're doing this. We need a provincial kick in here. And you remember the back and forth. Ontario was one of the last yep. provinces to sign on because the money needed to make uh, make sense. And in Ontario, it's a slightly different formula because we do have uh, junior kindergarten or or what is it? Pre-kindergarten? Mm-hmm. Senior, what is JK. It? JK. Yeah. yeah. We have that, which is one less year in theory that kids would need to be in daycare. Mm-hmm. So I thought that between our finance minister and the federal finance minister, between Ford and Trudeau, I thought they had all the I's dotted and T's crossed, that this was at least sustainable. It's only been like a year, less than two years anyway, and they're already talking about having to, we either need more funding or centers are going to close. Yeah. How did we get to this point yeah. this quickly? And I, I feel for the centers because I know, I from anyway, from my experience, I can only speak to my own experience, but I know that there was a lot of confusion um, and it was a, a lot of frustration in not getting the information that they needed from the government. And it is still just open to anybody. It's like a first come, first serve. Even if yeah. you're making 250 grand a year and you just don't like your kids or you want somebody else to watch them so you can have your spa days and shit, you, you, you can you, still sign up for this. I mean, yes, but keep in mind that the, the child care centers have discretion. So they know what they're doing. You know what I mean? They're, they could probably tell one from another in the needs and they can do it based on their own surveillance of you. You know what I mean? They could tell. Uh, and if you they you know someone in there, you get in, it's kind of just the unfair or fair, depending on what, how you see it, a way of life. Hmm. We need a sustainable system. I actually agree with $10 a day childcare. I, I know that there's some people who, one of the things I hear the most is, I had to raise my kids. I had to pay for my kids' childcare. Why do kid, people today get childcare for basically nothing? I hear it, and I understand the argument. I mean, it's a really, really, really expensive to live in this country. Yeah, it's and, a different time. And, and the government pays a lot to a, a lot of things that maybe we do, maybe we don't agree with. I think it is important to have affordable childcare for people who need it. But for those people who don't need it, I don't know why you're in this system anyway. I, I think you should almost need to pre-qualify to get into this system. And maybe it's based on household income. Maybe it's based on your work arrangement. Maybe there's exceptions for people that just have long commutes. I don't know. But it, 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 we can't just indiscriminately let anybody in who wants to go in without checking to make sure that they actually need this or that they can't afford the alternative option. I think we should also make sure they're working. If they're home all day, I don't know why they would put their kids in childcare. But I'm led to believe that there's quite a few people that are in daycare when the parents are perfectly capable of taking care of their kids. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know. But you also can't control if someone loses their job. You can't control that. Sure, sure. And I mean, hey, if there's a uh, if that changes the scenario or the the eligibility, so be it. I just think there has to be a. We, we need to do something to make this system sustainable because one of the worst things that could happen now is now that we've got the $10 a day child care, if that whole system implodes and we got to go back to the old way, how the hell are people going to come up with an extra $800 a month that currently they're saving because they are getting mm-hmm. $10 a day child care? Yeah, I'm interested to see where this goes and what the province and the feds are going to do. If you have any experience with this, we'd love to hear from you. 1-833-915-SHOW if you want to send us a text message. Unfortunately, 
We got to go. Good chat, though. Yeah, really good chat. Um, thanks for all your input always. And, I mean, you heard the phone number, so don't be afraid to reach out anytime. We'll get back to you when we can. And we will be back tomorrow. I'm going to join you for like 10 minutes. i got a big event coming up tomorrow. Oh, do you? I've talked about it in my solo podcast, and i got so many people reaching out to me, and I so appreciate it. Tomorrow's the big day. i got to do a keynote speech. Um, for a really great cause. Uh, money is going toward the um, Cambridge Memorial Hospital Breast Reconstruction Unit, which so needs the funds. I'm really happy to report, by the way, for those wanting an update, that it's completely sold out, which is great. Now we just need to make sure people spend money at the auction, and that's kind of in part why I wanted to take part in this and try to raise some money in it. Uh, but yeah, I'm probably only going to join you like, for like the first 10 because i got to get ready and get out of here. But I'll be on for a little bit. Okay, and, and maybe we'll have like a second half solo Scott, I think? Yeah, sh- yeah you can continue on for sure. I don't want st- to... I don't want to stop the routine here, but I I cannot stay long tomorrow. Sounds good. We will see you tomorrow, everybody. Bye. A French tourist at Arkansas's Crater of Diamonds State Park recently found a seven-carat diamond. Wow, that is hard to believe. Someone in France took a vacation to Arkansas? (laughs) Well, some business news today. Amazon announced that they are abandoning plans to buy the maker of Roomba. Apparently, the deal was going great, then it got stuck under a chair. Russian President Vladimir Putin was formally registered for the upcoming election in March, and I've seen enough. With zero precincts reporting, I'm calling it for Putin.